안녕하세요. Good morning. Good morning, my dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까. Today, I'd like to talk about women as the turning point for peace from True Mother's uh, Anthology Volume 2. Let's study. Women as the turning point for peace. Beloved women leaders, women are not here merely to help or to be protected by men. Rather, they are independent individuals who as representatives of the feminine aspect of God's nature are meant to make men more complete and manly. Centering on true love, women are men's precious partners in love. Men and women are absolutely equal in terms of value. Men and women who unite through the true love that is inherent in the original ideal share equal positions. Also, they attain the right to be with each other wherever they may be. Furthermore, they attain the ideal right of inheritance where all their properties belong to each equally. Thus, a man and woman who are brought into oneness through the original love and God's ideal of true love have been created to become equal beings centered on true love by sharing not only the same rank and the right of participation, but also their possessions with each other. Therefore, men and women do not need to confront or contend with each other because they do not need to imitate the characteristics, dispositions, or roles of the other or to covet those things and take them by force. Instead, by giving what they have to the other with true love and completing the other, they can become united as a greater whole and share in a relationship of joint ownership. In the 21st century, women should play a major role in world history by serving together with men as one of the wheels of the engine, pulling the construction of a peaceful world forward. Going beyond a century of power and technology, women will be the central axis in building a new century characterized by its loving, peaceful culture and their role will be more important than ever before. I sincerely ask you to follow the path of true mothers, the path of true wives, the path of true daughters, and the path of true women leaders who will build a unified world where true freedom, peace, and happiness overflow. Yes. <clears throat> Since the fall of Adam and Eve, human history has been dominated by the archangelic realm led by man. However, with the completion of Tromada and the founding of the Women's Federation, the, the age of the male-centered archangelic realm came to an end and a new era of women centered on Tromada has arrived. The male-centered era of the power has now changed uh, to the uh, women-centered era of love. So now the era of love centering on women. 
incredible time. So now really right time has come centering on, on our true mother. So let's really unite with the mother and also let's support our mother's leadership. Also let's support, you know, our you know, women centering on our family. I think now really completely different time and era we need to know about that. The woman value really already, you know, the paid all the indemnity. Now really women need to appear and need to show as the substance of true love to the all mankind. Living divine principle, the fall of man, I'm talking about a physical fall. Let's start. It. The physical fall, motivation of the physical fall, Eve then seduced Adam with the hope that by uniting with him, she could rid herself of the dread and stand before God once again. This was Eve's motivation, which led to the physical fall. Seeing Adam as her only hope of returning to God, Eve turned to Adam and tempted him, playing the same role as the archangel had played with when he had tempted her. Adam responded and formed a common base with Eve, and they began give-and-take action with each other. The power of the unprincipled love generated in their relationship induced Adam to abandon his original position and brought them together in an illicit physical relationship of sexual love. When Adam united in oneness with Eve, he inherited all the elements Eve had received from the archangel. These elements in turn have been passed down to all subsequent generations without interruption. What if Adam had reached perfection without having yielded to fallen Eve's temptation? The providence to restore Eve would have been relatively easy. Yes. Seeking for the physical pleasure is due to the sin of losing purity and spiritual holiness. So, you know, Bible expressions, First uh, Thessalonians chapter 4, uh, uh, verse two, uh, 3 to 8. Let's start. It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control his own body in a way that is holy and honorable not in passionate lust like the heathen who do not know God. And that in this matter, no one should wrong his brother or take advantage of him. The Lord will punish men for all such sins, as we have already told you and warned you. For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Therefore, he who rejects this instruction does not reject man, but God, who gives you his Holy Spirit. Yes. You know, biblical expressions, I want to uh, explain and again to summarize what is the main point about that. The seeking for the physical pleasure is due to the sin of losing purity and spiritual holiness. 
It is God's will that we become holy and noble, resembling God. You know, was it our first blessing? How can we become individual perfection? Individual perfection means how can I become holy and noble, resembling God, and then become temple of God? That is our first blessing. Becoming a holy individual and holy couple, producing holy children, and becoming holy parents is God's will. And God has called us for this. We need to understand about three kinds of blessing, right? What is the first blessing? How can I become holy individual? What is the second blessing? How can I become holy couple and become you know, holy parents and producing the holy children? It is really incredible. And then based on that foundation and expand to society and nation and world and they become God's kingdom of heaven. And finally, we can become owner of the old things. You know, as a holy man, as a holy family, and relate to the old things, and the old things become also holy. That is God's will, centering on three blessings. The Bible says that sexual immorality is the most you know, obst obstructive factor for human beings to become holy, be holy beings. He says that in order to become a holy being, you must first get rid of a sexual immorality. So, you know, to become holy man, holy man, and holy woman, the most disturbing is what? That's chapter two, right? We inherited from our ancestor, right? So even though I want to purify myself, even though we really strong desire to become filial son and filial daughter, you know, to become holy man and holy woman, always Satan invaded by chapter two spirit, you know? Even though we don't want, but you know, very often appear and really disturb our spirit. This is really how can we deny we inherit this kind of sin from our ancestors? That's why, really, you know, to become temple of God, you know, to become really holy man and holy woman, we really need to fight with this kind of chapter to spirit. No other way. You really need to study God's word. You need to borrow power from the spiritual world. And then with that kind of uh, Holy Spirit uh, power, you need to really subjugate your body without learning about God's word, without stimulating by God's word. It is impossible. And then secondly, need to really have a lot of jongsong and then gain really vertical power from the heaven. Jongsong power and the power of the God, there is a way to control, you know, our physical desires. Also completely cut off that kind of chapter to spirit. And then, uh, the, uh, all sanctified men and women should learn to control their own body is uh, own body in a way that is holy and honorable. The Bible wants us wants us not to pursue lust like the you know uh, uh, pagans. 
and that in the uh, and and in this matter, no one should wrong or take advantage or brother or sister. He says that God has not called us to be impure, but to live a holy life. And an adulterous person does not reject a human being, but God, the very God, who gives us the Holy Spirit. So, always occupied by Holy Spirit. When you control chapter 2, right? You become very holy. You can have really divine spirit. Satan cannot invade you as long as you're keeping that kind of spiritual dignity. Because reach to divine spirit. Wow, that is our goal, right? Really overcoming that kind of temptation, that kind of trial from the Satan. Really want to purify ourselves and then really become holy man and holy woman. And then, after your starting family, you can serve your spouse as a holy man and holy woman and become holy couple and producing your children. And you can become really holy father and holy mother like a holy God. This is God's will, my brothers and sisters. When you relate to chapter 2, illicit and kind of the immorality, even though external look like looks like oh, you are very handsome, beautiful, in terms of the spiritual point of view, you are very dirty. You know, fall means what? We become very dirty people. That's why how can we really become holy men, holy women? That is the first our blessing, individual perfection. Secondly, create that kind of holiness in our family. And finally, control all things by holy men and holy women, by holy couple, right? So that is our goal, my brothers and sisters. And let's read. Hardships that are consequences of the physical fall. <clears throat> the revelations of St. John, chapter 2, verse 22 to 23. So I will cast her on a bed of suffering, and I will make those who commit adultery with her suffer intensely unless they repent of her ways. I will strike her children dead. Then all the churches will know that I am he who searches hearts and minds, and I will repay each of you according to your deeds. Wow, horrible judgment. If you commit adultery sin and do not repent, then what kind of a judgment will come? The revelation of saints, you know, John just now talking about. Okay, let me summarize. Number one, if you commit adultery sin and do not repent, I will cast you on a bed of suffering. I will make you suffer intensely. And I will strike your children dead. Wow. What kind of judgment? You know? And how many will fail because of the adultery sin? So what happened? What is the outcome after that? It is really horrible. It is really terrible. Yeah, we already know that, you know? 
how much really terrible judgment. That's why commit adultery sin is really the greatest sin. That's why really my brothers and sisters, we already know divine principle. We already know chapter two, four of women. That's why always keep our really absolute purity. Once we commit the sin, I can hear many brothers and sisters confession and cry and cry. Difficult to avoid. You know, their conscience constantly tell them they really feel always a pain of conscience. And then after they commit a sin and regret so much, already too late. Can you imagine? You know, how much serious judgment, even though no one judge them, but their conscience judge them. Even though you're able to say, okay, okay, you're drinking holy wine and then remove your, your all the past sins. Even though God allow, true parents allow, yeah, no more sin, I forgive you. But some, many people testified. Their conscience still stricken. They feel the pain of the pain. Wow. This really adultery sin is really, really kill our conscience, kill our soul. That's why from the principle of creation and talking about, you know, from the Genesis, countries talking about committing adultery sin is how much terrible. That's why. Why I remind you again and again and again. Because of fallen men, we are fallen men, need to, need to educate. Otherwise, we, we do not aware of the divine principle. Always invaded by Satan, anytime, every second, every moment. And then, I will repay each of you according to your deeds. Wow. My brothers and sisters, that's why we need to teach our genera second generation, our children very clearly. You know, four of men. Very important. Of course, chapter one, we need to teach them about the identity of the God's existence. The relationship between God and us. Secondly, we need to really teach very clearly the reality of the Satan. The reality, identity of the Satan. We need to teach very clearly Satan really does exist. Evil really does exist. And committing sin, committing the adultery sin, this is how much terrible we need to teach them again and again and again and again and again. Like God giving warning to the other man, if you eat, you are sure, you surely die. That's why. We need to continuously uh, need to educate these kind of things again and again and again. Today's youth ministry, what is a reborn uh, person? Let's start. What is a reborn person? What kind of a person is a person who comes to church for the first time and is reborn? It is a person who hears the words of the principal and unknowingly wants to go to church often. Spiritually resurrected people originally were people who had no relation to religion at all 
and had no interest in church at all. But after hearing the principle, they unconsciously want to go to church and have longing for the able figure that introduced the principle to them. Such a person is a new person. Next, if that person always makes effort to live clinging onto the word while their fallen nature gradually disappears, then that person has already entered the growth stage. For someone who has tasted the word and experienced their own fallen nature being cleared, their lives have already changed. Such a person is a person who is already becoming a substantial embodiment of God's word. Yes. The Bible, John, uh, uh, chapter 3, verse 3, I was very much inspired. Whenever I think of this Bible verse, always reflect on me. Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Wow. The Bible says that those who have experienced rebirth can see the kingdom of God. Can you see kingdom of God? Do you see a clear vision of the kingdom of God? Do you personally have the kingdom of God growing in your heart? In God's kingdom or kingdom growing in your family, and are you feeling God's presence? Is the kingdom of God growing in your community and churches? When the number of the people born again increase after they enter the church for the first time, anyone who comes to church can experience God's presence and, and feel that God is alive and working. That's why whenever I think about this Bible verse, am I really a reborn person? I really, really become, you know, reborn person or not? What do you feel? What do you feel? Since we joined churches, some of them are already five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Did you have a real experience of the rebirth? You are really a reborn person? If you are a real reborn person, you can feel God. You can see God. You can feel God's presence in your community, in your family, and in our church. It's very important. We don't have a real experience of the reborn. Then become easy to become really habitual, right? Not much really can feel like, a, you know, you cannot grow up properly. That's why Jesus is saying this very important guidance about this point. What we want people have in common is that after hearing the principle, they want to go to the church without realizing it. Or they feel longing for the able figure who introduced the principle uh, to them. You know, many of them take on the experience in the beginning, right? When you join church, so inspire. And then really you want to go to church and you want to stay there, don't want to go back home. I had a take on the experience. And that is the formation stage of the experience of the rebirth. We need to revive day by day, more closer to God, and more closer to true parents. 
One who experiences rebirth and automatically really longing for able, longing for God, longing for true parents. I really want to revive them. A, per, a person who is born again is a person who experiences that his fallen nature gradually disappears as he strives to live cling on, um, uh, clinging on to the word. This is the person who tastes the word and experience that his sins are cleansed. A person whose life is changing and gradually becoming the substantial embodiment of God's word is proof that they are being reborn. Our church is really the place to reborn. Anyone come and experience of the rebirth or not? Wow, we need to really reflect on that, my brothers and sisters. Next. Faith of the growth stage and completion stage. Faith of the growth stage means a reliable person when God looks upon them. A person who rises to the growth stage is welcomed at church and they may and they have many people who long for them. Such a person will ultimately play the role of an owner in church. A person with this kind of faith is called growth stage believer. A person who rises to the completion stage faith wants to give true parents marriage blessing. Families must begin from God's desire. We must realize families because of God's desire. Once you enter a family, we ask, how much do husbands know how to serve their wife? How much do wives know how to serve their husband? Do they long for and adore each other? Yes. A person who enters the church and experiences rebirth gradually grows up to become a, a trustworthy person in the eyes of God and reaches the growth stage. A person whose faith arises to the growth stage is welcome at, the, at church. And they have many people who long for them. You are really growth stage level of faith and many people long for you. I miss you. You know? Then already you are growth stage. No one miss me. Then you are still under the below, you know, formation stage. You are really already enter growth stage. Many, 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 many people miss you, love you, express. Do you know how much I love you? Your presence is like a God's presence. It is already growth stage, really. Become more mature, more embracing, more loving. That is a close stage believer. How about your level? How about my own level? You know, we need to know how to apply divine principle to our daily life, really. You know, very important. I, this youth ministry really teach them about the level of my faith. I'm, I am I am at the formation stage or closer stage or completion stage. True parents teach us so detail where I am now, where I am now, 
And God asked, since Adam and, uh, Adam and uh, Eve fell, then God asked, Adam, where Adam? Adam, where are you? You know the Bible, right? Where are you, Adam? Where are you, Adam? You are now in the hell of the hell. God asked me every day, every moment, where, where are you? Where are you, Adam? Where are you, Eve? You are in the formation stage, or crucial stage, or completion stage, you are foundation of faith, you are in the, uh, the, the foundation of substance, you are completion stage. You're supposed to stay at the completion stage. You need to stay with me all the time. That's why God always is searching for me, asking me, where are you now? <laughs> a person who rises to completion stage of faith must receive true parents' marriage blessing, and we must realize a family according to God's desire. God's wish is to have a family. Once you enter the family, we ask how much to Husbands know how to serve their wife. How much do wives know how to serve their husband? Do they long for and adore each other? When you start family, it's no more formation stage. No more growth stage already. Even though my spirit level is not reached the level, but the position of the, of the blessing already Beginning from the you know completion stage, formation of the completion stage already, already you enter the uh, the you know era of the love. You cannot go by your by your own self. You need to go together with your spouse. That is the completion stage. <clears throat> Next, the meaning of a pure couple. A couple must be pure to each other. What is being pure? Being pure means a heart in which there is not even 1% of self-assertion and the wife respects her husband and the husband respects his wife. Just as a baby does not know anyone besides their mother, a person who does not have the concept of me is called a pure person. A pure wife has a heart that thinks that she exists because of her husband, 100%. Our world of heart is like such a world. A pure husband and wife means people whose hearts are filled with longing and serving only for their partner. Purity means people who do not even have 1% of self-assertion. People who assert themselves are not pure but false. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. Couples who have reached the completion stage must be pure to each other. Being pure means a heart in which there is not even one person of self-assertion and the wife respect her husband and the husband respect his wife. A pure wife has a heart that thinks that she exists because of her husband 100%. And, you know, and husband also the other way. Our wall of heart is like a such kind of the wall. A pure husband and wife means people who, whose heart are filled with really longing 
hundred percent longing. And then if we have the uh, longing out for your husband, hundred percent, Satan cannot find any room to invade because full of longing out for your spouse. How can Satan invade? If there is some space and room, then Satan can invade. But you, you really fall in love with your spouse. And full of 100% longing, how Satan can invade? You cannot. That's why my brothers and sisters, a pure husband and wife means people whose heart are filled with a longing and serving only for their partners. That important uh, lesson we just now learned today. I talk about why the reborn person. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Dr. Yong, for that amazing message this morning. We really appreciate your words. So now we'll have a living testimony by Reverend Kevin Thompson, who is the sub-regional five director, and he will share about the reunion service with Dr. Yong at the Bay Area Church. Good morning, brothers and sisters. This is Kevin Thompson from the West Coast. Uh, we're very fortunate to have Dr. Yong with us for the last 10 days in sub-region five. First of all, in Los Angeles, and then for the last few days here in the Bay Area. He's been very busy. We kept him busy. And uh, on Sunday, we had a beautiful Christmas family reunion where we brought together all of our members and distant people and some guests and new members. And we had a beautiful event in uh, Oakland at a hotel. Uh, there was about 370 people there and another 70 people were watching online. So uh, if I could move my slide, it would be great. There you go. So I was the MC, and uh, um, I I spoke about the San Francisco Giants, not the but not the baseball team. Come on, I spoke about the the Giants that have led the church in San Francisco, beginning with Dr. Youngun Kim, who who was the first missionary who came here very early on and established HSA UWC. Then Papa San and Mama San Che, who were uh, perhaps the, the most successful uh, missionaries in our church history, who launched the church in Japan, came here and were the first ones to break through with a system of witnessing. And then Dr. and Mrs. Durst, who the Oakland family brought in thousands of people, maybe many of you on the call, came in through Oakland Church and uh, and many went on to become leaders in America and around the world. Uh, and, and by the way, that was all a lead up to the giant who is leading our church today. We had a beautiful testimony from a young lady, uh, Jessica Mock, who, who got inspired to quit her job and go to Kenya as a, as a missionary and join the CARP members. And she had a great experience. And Dr. Young was very inspired about this and of course, then let everybody should do this. Everybody should go out on a mission. And, and so get ready. It was a beautiful testimony by Jessica. And then, yeah, the new San Francisco giant stepped up, Dr. Young. And of course, Dr. Young is really an expert at uh, reading the audience and knowing what to say, knowing, you know, the appropriate things. And he's very, spoke very powerfully about, we have to be a living example you know, the age of just witnessing through our words is not enough. We have to show people an example of beautiful families, 
that they want to be a part of. So there's Dr. Young speaking speaking with the audience, and and really he he came across so well. He was worried about the the sound system, but the sound system was perfect, which was a really a great blessing. Uh, yeah. So Dr. Young um, really showed showed the standard of uh, bringing true parents' word to the audience, and I got a lot of great feedback afterwards that people were inspired and uplifted and uh, and ready to go to work. So there's Dr. Young in his element. And then it happened to be Mrs. Durst's 90th birthday on December 18th. So we honored Mrs. Durst. Dr. Young gave her a gift and a card and flowers and the whole group sang together happy birthday. Mrs. Durst was deeply moved. It was a beautiful, a beautiful moment in the program. So there's Dr. Durst in the background there, and Isaac and Mrs. Durst with Dr. Young. Then we uh, did a ceremony of rewarding the people who have been doing the divine principle reading. Some people did one hour, some people did three hours, and a few people did 12 hours reading of divine principles. So they all received this certificate from Dr. Young. Then we had some new families who just joined the church. Uh, just in the last month or so. So we honored them. We invited them up to meet Dr. Young. And of course, Dr. Young wanted to hug every single one of them. Uh, some of them are Chinese and weren't used to being hugged, but it was very moving and deep. Uh, surprisingly, Dr. Young honored me because it's now the 30th uh, year since I became pastor of the Bay Area Family Church. So I received a plaque. And my wife got flowers. How about that? And there's Dr. Young having a good time with Christina Sayer. Uh, and our young, our young people danced. Boy, these girls practice so hard and they, they love this hip hop type dance. And yeah, they brought the house down. They were really excellent. Then we had the raffle. The raffle was a lot of fun. Dr. Young really loved it. And we in. It was a lot of prizes, but we invited Emma up to, to pick out the winner of the final prize. And he didn't pick my number, so I don't know what that's about. He picked the number of my secretary, Julianne, and she won the prize of a 65-inch TV. And everybody in the audience agreed that she was the, the rightful winner because she's the hardest worker, and she put on a lot of the... the, um, the um, this program, she did a lot of the background details. So yeah, 65 inch TV eh? and the World Cup finished. I don't know what they're gonna do with it. So there they are with the, with the new addition for their house. And then Dr. Dr. Durst uh, closed us out in prayer. And, uh, and then we, we really closed out in song. There was such a bright spirit. Our band played. Joshua Cutter and the band played a, a few, a number of Christmas songs and a number of uh, uh, Joshua's uh, song that he wrote, what's it called? Do it in the name of love. And then we closed out, of course, with every praise and the whole audience was on their feet and was great. So Dr. Young really brought the house down. He, he, uh, he one thing I, I, I know about Dr. Young, he's very good at reading the audience, whether it's a, a small group in a coffee shop or a big audience. 
He's very good at reading what the audience needs to hear. I believe this is due to his junk song and his spiritual life. And um, he always seems to know the right thing to say to the right people. So wonderful time with Dr. Young as he prepares now to go on to greet his family and spend Christmas in Australia. So thank you so much, Dr. Young. That's it. Hi, my name is Rosanna Miller. I am the uh, Harp Chabot president uh, for this fall semester. And um, for this family reunion event, I was actually really excited to see Dr. Young, uh, especially this whole weekend too. I've received three hugs from him today alone. Um, but I'm really grateful to be here because uh, there's so many people from across California, some from Las Vegas coming together to really to kind of be part of this family reunion. It was definitely a family reunion. People were excited to share, talk with each other, catch up, and to also um, perform, offer something wonderful. So this was a really great time to recap our year, see what we've done, and to also celebrate it as well, especially right before um, Jesus' birthday. So thank you, and I hope to see everyone next year. Hi, I'm Dr. Jasper and my wife, Veronica Lowry, where we just enjoyed the blessing of a wonderful speech from Dr. Young, it was just, what a way to end the year. Just a lovely event here at the Hilton in Oakland, California. We're thankful that we were invited out and we were studying the divine principle and we've been blessed. And we're just thankful to be a part of this year-end celebration. Wife, would you like to share something with those that are listening? Well, I just really um, enjoyed the fact that um, Mother Moon and Father Moon keep an emphasis on God-centered family. And then also, the, um, when Father Moon said on the video, creating a culture of peace, that just blesses me. And then I'm in love with the idea of blessed marriages and people teaching those foundational things that God loves. Amen. So we enjoyed ourselves today. Praise God. We're part of ACLC and we're working right with uh, Pastor Thompson at the Bear Family Church. Adieu. Praise God. Hallelujah to Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Reverend Thompson, for that wonderful video, that loving living testimony. Um, and thank you to the Bay Area Church for the wonderful videos at the end so we could hear about people's experiences with Dr. Yong being there. Um, and thank you, Dr. Yong, for that wonderful message today. Um, something that I took out from today's message was Jong Song and God give us the strength to resist physical temptation. So if we're always centered on God and true parents and we're really searching for that love, as long as we are centered on that, we can resist Satan and we can resist anything. And if we unite with our brothers and sisters centered on that love, then we can unite against the temptations of the world and Satan trying to attack. So thank you so much, Dr. Young, for that beautiful message today.